Hello, I'm Jody, and I'm a mama on a mission to encourage parents to take their power back. I know from personal experience how your gut is leading you in one direction, while the world is telling you that you are going the wrong way. You are convinced that you are the crazy one for believing hope is alive and healing is possible. You are manipulated to believe that you are not capable or smart enough to make life-altering decisions for your baby. I've stood in those doctor's offices. I've even been kicked out of plenty of them. Welcome, friends, to a space where you are allowed to ask questions and you are allowed to step into your power as a mama bear that has always been within you. You are not the crazy one. All right, guys, welcome back to the Freedom Cast. Uh, special guest today, A.A. Ron. Oh, I always love when A.A. Ron does mm. this. Actually, it's a lot of times it's the two of us because it's more fun. It's more fun. We can make it if we try, just the two of us. Okay. You and I. Oh. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get right into it. Um, it. Gosh, it feels like nothing ever calms down. There's mm-hmm. always something else, right? Just when you think... It's going to be smooth sailing for a little bit. There's protests outside the Supreme Court. <laughs> well, they had a guy. <laughs> Overnight. Well, there, there was a, a granola tree hugger. Of course. That lit of himself course. on fire last week from, from Boulder, Colorado. I don't think that was about abortion, though. No, that was about climate change. So he wanted to barbecue himself outside. Yeah, it just makes sense, doesn't it? It does. Well, he was a Buddhist. <laughs> oh, well, that's which, even more interesting because they're supposed to be nonviolent. Right. So <laughs> he decided that he wanted to be a crispy chicken tender. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, all right. So lots happening. And, um, you know, everyone has their opinions and everyone has their thoughts and everyone, you know, is saying all these things, but you're going to get, you're going to get ours today. So yeah. uh, <laughs> here we go. Um all right, so uh, I was up a little bit later last night because I, I admit I really love politics. I love, like, in a way of just it's intriguing. It's very interesting. I love the strategy of it, watching people, the whole, like, psychology of people and everything. It's just very interesting to me, and it always has been. Um, I kind of joke that when I was in high school, Okay, so we'll talk about our differences here. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yep. So first of all, when I was in high school, I was reading books by Rush Limbaugh, which was very, very um, out of the norm, let's say, because when I would drive with my parents, right? So I would drive with my mom to school and she'd always have Rush Limbaugh on or, or whatever. So I just was naturally sort of exposed to that kind of stuff, mm. which is probably, which probably was a good thing because it planted seeds, <laughs> right? Um, but... I will say, though, as I became into like early college age, early mid 20s, I admit I probably would have called myself somewhat of a feminist. Now, granted, that was also the time in my life where I was really kind of straying away from my faith, too. A lot of difficult things going. What did you say? Rebellious. Rebellious. Yes. Very Got a tattoo on Shocker. <laughs> shocker. Jody's rebellious. Um but all that to say is like, I am coming to this conversation from a place where I, I felt as though in those, in that age group that I was in, meaning that time period in that, you know, at that age, mm-hmm. I was very caught up 
in culture and being cool and not wanting to, you know, say something that people would potentially make fun of me for or ostracize me for. Um, just it, it's how culture creates these movements. Right. They tap into that part of, I think. It's a fear. Yeah. A part of, and, and especially young girls, young women who are still very impressionable, still not super confident. I kind of think as a woman, you don't find your confidence until probably your late 30s, early 40s, right? And anyway, so I am coming to this conversation as somebody who, if you would have asked me back then, I would have said, yeah, every woman should have a right to do what they want with their own body. Now, I also had not had my aha moments, of course, of being a first-time mother, having a miscarriage, going through vaccine injury with our child, learning more about the body, medical rights, all these different things, right? So it's almost like until you have some of those life experiences and really understand the big picture, a lot of times you kind of don't get to that space of really thinking with common sense and right. rooting back into your faith and, you know, understanding things from a deeper level like that mm -hmm. versus where society and culture wants to keep you, which is like up here, very distracted, very um, one dimensional, very just like getting caught up in the emotion of it all, right? It, it's a weapon. It's all emotion right now. And unfortunately, it's only going to um, explode more when you have high profile people who are either on the left or on the right screaming and demanding and how many likes can I get? And at the end of the day, you have to be rooted in your own fundamentals, beliefs, principles, things like that. So for me, I was... I was a direct opposite. I mean, growing up in a Christian school. But you didn't necessarily grow up in what you would consider a Christian home, though. No, no. But I went to a Christian. You got saved in high school. Yeah. But I always felt, and still to, still to this day, that, you know, abortion is murder. It's um, interesting. You you had that, like, yeah. thought process and awareness I, yes. as a teenager? Yes, because, because to me, there's something that science cannot figure out at the moment of conception. No one, no scientist, doctor, there's something that is spiritual in terms of when the egg and the sperm connect and that you have this explosion, so to speak, that creates life. And to me, I've always felt firm in that belief mm. that this child that you know has been conceived is a actual living breathing human person because to me i think what has happened is we have devalued the 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 life of an individual of course but the ironic thing is this not only am i pro life but i'm also pro death meaning meaning i am for the death penalty so if somebody were to commit murder in the first degree i would say, find the tallest tree in the country and hang him. If he's found guilty by a jury of peers. And it's ironic. Let's make that a whole separate podcast. <laughs> the <laughs> <Yeah>. death penalty. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just, I mean, it's, I, I wrote a paper yeah. on it in college, in sociology. Oh, I bet, I bet your professors really loved you. Oh, he was a, actually, he was a great guy. He was a, he was a sergeant. Oh, in this the police was before force. schools were heavily indoctrinated though. Uh, yeah. Now, I mean, when they I was were a little bit, but uh, but not heavily. At Chapman, that was different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and it's you know, it's interesting you say that too about just 
your belief system because I think when I when I even think about where I'm at now today, it was I contributed to a couple factors, right? Number one is understanding my faith more and understanding faith from a perspective of like biblical truth, not just what a pastor is going to preach from the pulpit, right? Right, um, or twisting that to be pro culture, right? Like all the like the the, the woke quote unquote woke churches you have flying flags outside saying God's pronoun is they, them, you know, like these kinds of things, right? That, that are very, very prevalent in our culture and have been for years, but we're, I think a lot of people are just now seeing how much that is. Well, it, it's, it's the old saying that the, you know, the skeletons in the closet. And I think right now is if you look at our society and each week, it seems like it's getting worse and worse and worse. I tend to take a step back and just say, you know what? All the dirt is finally being exposed. Finally. As ugly as it is, and as <laughs> you know, as scary at times it may be, this is being exposed. And what happens, you know, it's sort of like when when we're all we're young children and we make a mistake. Mm -hmm. Instead of confronting and accepting the truth from let's say our parents correcting us, they run from it. Right. So in this case, if you look at everything that's going on socially, politically, economically, all this dirt's being exposed. And on one side, they're now running to try and, you know, do things to sort of cover up their, their. Well, yeah. And if you think about it, the only way or the, the really the one way you control people is through their emotion. Right. Right. So even think about the pandemic the scamdemic, all of the last two years, right? Mm -hmm. How did they control people? Through an emotion of fear. Right. Through an emotion of, of uh, you're a terrible human being if you don't care that your child is going to kill grandma, so to speak, kind of thing, right? Right. Or the control of emotion of us women in, in tapping into the whole it's my body, my choice, don't touch my body. That's a very emotional response well, versus thinking about it very critically with common sense. And, you know, even this conversation that people love to bring up, which is like, you know, a, a woman should have a right to choose what happens to their body, but what they don't add on to that sentence ever and what they don't ever bring up is, but that baby's body is not yours. Right. That is a separate life. Right. And that, and that's the thing is it is a separate life, though it's dependent, of course, upon the life of the mother. It's, it's, I mean, if you look at any animal that has a reproductive system, like let's say you take a dog, it's, it's similar. I mean, you, those little puppies, so to speak, that are developing, you don't hear people complaining about, actually, you have people complaining to save the life of a dog, but not the life. I of know a human. it's very interesting. And, well, and and there, this is the one of the main arguments I see often on the pro-abortion, I would say feminist side, right? Um, is that they they talk about it as if the baby is a parasite, right? right? That you know, when you think of a parasite, it has to have a host and it feeds off the host in order to grow. Right. Well, that's a very emotional way of thinking it's a, in my opinion right and right? It's like you're tapping into the irrational emotional part versus you know 
does a baby need the mother? That's a, that's such a symbiotic relationship. Right. And it's, it is, it's very spiritual. It's very beautiful, but well, that, but that doesn't mean, and, and this is where, again, you start to peel back the layers of the abortion argument. And what got me when I would talk to my parents about it a lot, because my parents totally saw that, like, I was kind of going off the rails a little bit, right? And as parents, it is our job, the hardest job in the world, and, and a job many we see in culture today don't want to take responsibility for, is to hold your children accountable, to parent them, to shepherd them. Yes, you give them some freedom and leverage to figure themselves out and right. to make mistakes and to do all those things, but um, it's also our job to speak truth, right? right? And so anyways, I would remember having these conversations with my parents and they would always come back to what do you define? I mean, you have to first define what is a life. Like you have to start there. Right. Because if that is where this other side, and again, I hate to say that there's sides because we always say there should not be sides. There should just be truth. Right. But the reality is, is you have a very, extreme i would say well it's going to get extreme and it's going to get even <laughs> honey we are in for such a summer of peace i can't wait um no riots no <laughs> but you but i actually really believe this very 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 extreme portion is very small they right. just they're very loud so it seems like they're a lot same thing with the the cult of scientism the church of scientism the pro vaccine you know, inject everyone. It's actually a very small percentage right. of people, but they're very loud. So, you know, there's this this uh, portion, right, of people that this is this is what they do. This is um, this is their whole, you know, argument, right? Which is this topic of you know, it's my body, my choice. But where are they ever? talking about and defining life in itself they don't want to talk about that because then well, that would get people thinking oh wait a minute when does life begin well, and um, does that life have a right to live too well in some cases they don't believe life begins after the the baby pops out of the vagina they have certain states have now passed laws that they can kill a baby up to 28 days after absolutely insanity which which begs the question <sighs> is well then is that person that baby not protected under the 14th amendment explain that citizenship mm -hmm. the natural born right i mean if you're born here in the united states you technically are a u.s citizen so when you have this baby well, you also have this movement of we don't want to genderize the baby. Let's wait and let them pick their gender. Oh, don't and, even. Yeah. Okay. So, but, that, but, that's but another, my, right. That's, but if you look at that, you have to see what is happening under the surface. These, all of this matters to create their narrative right. and their control over people's emotions and minds and right. to get them to not even look at the truth. Well, the, no, nobody wants to see the truth, even those that are seeking truth at times don't want to confront the truth because it doesn't fit their ideology, their narrative. Well, they don't want They're, to be made fun of too. And they, they don't want to be ostracized. And they don't it taps be, into everything about right. humanity where we feel insecure. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I remember going back to days and when I was in college at Chapman and it was just like, 
at that time, we started seeing a lot more of the feminist movement and all this. And I would just sit there and say, you know, you're, you know, you want everything to be equal, but you don't want to do the things to make it equal. Okay. And for me, you know, it's like, okay, you want to, you want to be equal, do X, Y, and Z. Well, I can't do X, Y, and Z. Then why should it be equal? Well, and, and again, truth here, right? If we're right. looking at truth, the whole thing of there's two genders, right? There's or, a vagina and there's a penis, bottom line. You mean it takes an egg and a sperm to make a baby and men can't just magically make babies? No. And the thing is, is and here's the problem in all this, is that the the left and, and some of our people might be Democrats or liberals, you know, hey, by all means, be whatever you want to be. But understand this, the narrative has to continue. So what happens is now is they're adding more colors to the flag, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yeah, because you have to, like, they run out of things because right. eventually people go, well, what you're, what you're saying is a lie. Right. So, oh, let's just add another one exactly. so we can just keep this so, going, I mean, right? So but, let's talk, so let's talk about the constitutionality okay. of this. Okay, so let's get into, like, we want to give you some teaching moments and some things to really think about because I will, I will, t- I will just warn you. You go and you watch the news, whether it's Fox News or CNN or Scroll Twitter or Instagram or whatever it is. The number one thing that you're going to see, and this is from both sides, is tapping into emotion of people. Oh, it's it's chaotic, so let's right? we have to look at the facts. We have to look at the facts. So first fact is number one. This is, you know, when they talk about overturning Roe v. Wade, right? So this has been something that has been in the works for a while for, I would say, for years with the pro-life movement. But I will admit, the pro-life movement has not done a great job, except within the last few years. And I would credit that to some of these movements like uh, Charlie Kirk's movement, um, well, meaning reaching millennials, reaching younger people with truth. Whereas I would say maybe in the nineties, it was more grassroots, grassroots, but they painted a lot of things as extremist in terms of being pro-life. And well, no, we're just at a place where if you look at the history of this, right. But I think if you look at the last six years, the, the, it really came about because of Trump. Trump laid the foundation by nominating three pro-life judges. Sure. However, again, remember, well, and number one, yes, a president's legacy is often very much pointed to, number one, foreign affairs, right? So wars. Mm -hmm. No wars. No wars or wars, right? So look Mm -hmm. at where we're at right now with the Ukraine. And I'm sorry, why are we sending $33 billion to a country of where Zelensky is a billionaire himself? And it's all manufactured and it's all lies. And yet we have stuff happening here, but we're going to send $33 billion. Okay. That's another podcast. Yeah. Anyways. Um, and then they're, they're nominees, right? So two things with presidents, which is oftentimes foreign affairs. So wars can define a legacy of a president right. and then who they nominate to the judicial system. So that's mm-hmm. both in the federal court system and the Supreme court. Right. And, and you look at two huge things, the mask mandate, being overturned and, mm-hmm. and deemed unconstitutional by a Trump-appointed federal judge. Lower, lower federal. Oh, yes. But circuit. Mm-hmm. A circuit court judge. And, and yes, pro-life judges 
being appointed to the Supreme Court. However, some of those Kavanaugh and Barrett have been less than stellar, no, if not for this decision, hopefully. Right. But but if you think about, you know, again, even though a judge may have similar views of the president that has appointed the judge, they also, again, in the justice system, it is blind, it is equal, weigh the facts, weigh the arguments on both sides. Um, However, the Supreme Court has become an activist court. And what we've well, seen is activism in the judicial right. system. Well, that started with Keening, uh, an Obama appointee, uh, or that and Sotomayor. Yeah. Sotomayor is a lot worse. But if you think about what the Supreme Court is facing right now, first and foremost, this is they're not overturning a law. Okay. No, they're not because it was never law. It was an so, opinion. There's an opinion. So you have of to Roe know. Roe v. Wade. It was, the, it was issued. The Supreme Court issues an opinion. opinion. So, and in that opinion, it then allowed the states. Correct. So this is what people don't understand. It always comes back to the state. The that states. is why we are a constitutional republic. And, and it's very similar because it goes back even with our death penalty. Okay. So real quick, the government can has the authority to take somebody's life in the event of espionage. That is a federal crime. But the executions at the state level for a while were against the law. It was seen as unconstitutional. Eventually in the late 70s, with the replacement of other federal judges, they came in and said, no, we leave it up to the states. That's where, that's where we're at today. So every state has the right to decide a death penalty. Mm -hmm. Yep. So in the, case, in, the, in the case of California, they have the death penalty, but because of the laws, you can kill somebody, be convicted of first degree murder, sentenced to death, and probably die in prison 80 years because later. Because they'll never actually do it. Right. Yeah. Because of right. just so how it is. Right. So here's what we have to first understand about this entire narrative happening right mm -hmm. now, the events happening, is that Roe v. Wade was never law. Right. It's an opinion which allowed states the freedom under the Constitution, meaning it is constitutional that states have rights. And they hold often those rights over the federal government. Okay, so they're they're individual, right? This is why. Okay, let me just say this too. I'll rabbit trail for a second. I have I have preached for a couple years now, ever since the whole pandemic started in March of 2020, to fix your states. Now, why do I say fix your states? Because ultimately, the state you live in, you have to think of that essentially kind of like a separate country, meaning. We are unique in this country being a constitutional republic that although we have federal laws and federal things, the state is also its little separate little entity, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to decide, and I'm to the point right now where this is like where the rubber meets the road in terms of all the stuff happening between vaccine mandates, mask garbage, CRT in schools, um, the gender stuff happening. Now, you know, the Supreme Court ruling, potentially right. all of this stuff, right, is you either have to decide, is my state fixable 
or do I leave and go to another state that is aligned with my values? Because ultimately, you are giving your money to a state that either aligns with your beliefs or doesn't align with your beliefs. So you have to now decide, is my state fixable? And do I want to be involved in fixing the mess of my state? Or am I just done and I'm tired of giving my money to Newsom or Senator Pan or whoever, right, doing all this garbage? Or do I move and go to a state where I know that they're aligning with my values and I'm going to support that? And this is where this becomes now where you start to see how this country, why it was laid out that way. Because if people leave a state, let's say people leave California in droves, right? Which they are. Which they are. But they actually make an impact then where then California now doesn't have that revenue. Well, it's kind of like voting with your dollars a little uh, bit too. It is. And it also has an impact congressionally because if a state were to lose population, yes, they, they lose, lose representation, representation, which is exactly why it's a constitutional republic again. But, you know, the thing about it is you also have to remember there's there's a couple of points in our constitution. Number one is the supremacy clause. Okay. And that is the federal government has ultimate authority. Now, side note, you have what is called the 10th Amendment. The 10th Amendment refers to as powers powers not derived at the federal level are reserved for the states. So what that means is, is hypothetically, um, give me an example, taxes. Mm -hmm. Oh, my favorite topic. Okay. Thanks to- Become sovereign, everyone. Thanks to uh, Woodrow Wilson, he was able to pass the- 18th Amendment, which is the federal income tax. Mm -hmm. Now, that means every state has to pay taxes to the federal government. On the other hand, states can decide whether or not they want to have state income tax. Mm -hmm. So there's seven states, for example, that don't have state income tax. One being Tennessee, Montana, Nevada, things like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, So that just gives you an example between you know, the supremacy clause of the federal government and then the powers at the state level. Right. So now back to this abortion conversation Mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, federal versus state, Mm -hmm. because after Roe v. Wade issued that opinion or after the Supreme Court issued the opinion for Roe v. Wade, Mm -hmm. that is what really uh, kicked off this, you know, pro-abortion, ultra-feminist, my body, my choice kind of movement, right? Right. Uh, Planned Parenthood was a big part of that. We'll get to that in just a second, kind of just talking about the history of Planned Parenthood. But because it became more of a state's right issue, or I mean, the opinion was it was a state's right issue. It evolved into this federal thing it, where right. now funding, the issue being that funding is federally going towards places like Planned Parenthood to fund abortions, mm-hmm. which was never the way it was meant to be. Right. So a big part of this opinion potentially coming out, which, by the way, was leaked on purpose. Guess what's coming up, guys? The midterms. Hello. We, we, can't, we can't just sit back and think, oh, my gosh, it was accidentally leaked. What a coincidence. Well, no, it's not a coincidence at right. all. And it's actually a punishable crime. That has never happened in the history of the Supreme Court, and it was done on purpose right. to bully the judges, death threats against their families, to create the court of public opinion, 
all of that. It was done on purpose. Right. So don't be naive to the fact that, yeah, don't don't Everyth- think it was by accident. Everything that is leaked, there's somebody behind it who wanted it to be leaked. Yes, absolutely. So, okay. um, so that the it became this thing where now everyone is paying for abortions right. federally, and that's not the way. It, it was, was meant to be ever. Right. So a big part of this is shifting that back to it's a state's right issue. Mm-hmm. So it's basically reversing course and and saying that when that opinion was issued way back when, In the 70s. it was issued under, number one, things have changed, right? So mm-hmm. technology has changed. Like basically to sum it up, it was a bad opinion is what the court is going to potentially say. Right. It was a, a badly issued opinion, and now they are redefining that, right. that it's pushing it back to the state. So all of these people who are up in arms, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to kill 30 babies. I mean, you have literally, this This is how mentally deranged the extremist part of movements right. are, that you would, that a woman would wear a shirt saying, I've had 30 abortions and be proud of that, or that women who have abortions throw a party with a cake about the, I mean, this is the mental insanity part of it, in my opinion. I think here's the thing is I have met a couple of girls in college that I knew that had, had an abortion and psychologically it still affected them. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And, and that's, I don't think, you know, People fully understand that. And, you know, of course, you know, I'm not a girl. Um, but what pronoun would you like to use today, honey? I'm a, you know, I'm Aaron <laughs> and I'm a male. <laughs> and I don't dress. In, okay. Uh, uh, anyways, go, go ahead. But so it's psychological it's, impact, yes. Then you also have the physical impact mm-hmm. that takes place. And this is something that subconsciously they they they're going to have to live with the rest of their life. Absolutely, there's no doubt that you know you you speak to um, prominent people who like an Abby Johnson, right? And she talks about how she, you know she was in working in Planned Parenthood, saw right. all the horrors of it, right. and that is what helped to to change her heart right. and her belief system surrounding abortion, and that is very rare that you find a woman who has had an abortion who is not impacted right. emotionally inside. Like it is just, there is no way you cannot be impacted in right. some way by that. Um, and that is not talked about. And I think on purpose, right? Well, it's to hide the truth. I mean, if you think about it, nobody, let's just say this. I knew, I, I knew it was abortion is gruesome. But I saw a post, and this I think further highlighted that was what was what the effects of abortion is. Um, somebody posted on Instagram, and it was very graphic. And I saw the the, the baby in a bucket, and it, I think at that point it was just like it kind of just makes you want to throw up. Yeah, and, you know? and, and that's it, not what they want you to see, right? No. So they don't want you. They don't want. Um, it's, it's, uh, why even those heartbeat laws, right? Right. So like before you choose to have an abortion to 
have an ultrasound and to hear the heartbeat and to listen. And when that happens, a majority of women and young girls choose to keep that baby because something connects. Right. And that's the truth, in my opinion. And understand that states have passed laws now to protect the wife or the, I'm sorry, not the wife, the mother and child. Even if you physically are not able to tend to the child. So in California and Colorado, you have a baby, you have 24 hours to give that baby up to a fire station without being punishable by a crime. Yeah. And that's a wonderful step in the right direction rather than the other side of that, which is when people feel desperate, they do desperate things, right? right? Like put a baby in a trash can right? or even kill their own baby or abortion or things like that, right? So there are options out there. Well, and let's talk about that for a second because um, I think this is – well, let's talk about that and let's talk about what potentially could happen with this ruling. So from a basic standpoint, and this is, again, what changed my heart surrounding abortion too as I began to mature and get older and really think about what is life Mm -hmm. and – I did, as I mentioned, get caught up in that whole, well, yeah, it's my body, my choice. Because again, they're they're getting at you from an emotional level right. and you want to be a part of a movement, right? right. And so- Identify with somebody. Right. You want to identify, we all want to identify with something and that's how they get you. So um, if we look at just this basic conversation of abortion, there's a few arguments that that always seem to come up, which is, well- Number, the first one is, and I, I'll just throw these at you because this might be an interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw them at you and see how you would answer them. Okay. okay. All right. Here we go. Number one. My body, my choice. It I is, have the right to choose to kill my baby. Well, first off, a it is your right. I mean, you have a right to do whatever you want to do your body, period. Okay. If you're an adult. There just might be consequences. Th- there's consequences. Okay. If you want to get 30 nose pierces, by all means. Trust me, I'm not going to be dating you. Um, I hope not. You're married to me. I know but. that. <laughs> um, but the whole entire... We could make the whole joke about who's even having sex with an ultra feminist. <laughs> oh, okay, go ahead. Go All ahead. Right. So then, my body, my choice. Okay, my body, my choice. You, you know what? You're right. It is your body, but understand this. You and the male did something that... Both of you are responsible for. It's a choice. It's a creating a life. And choice have consequences. Right. Even if he didn't wear the love glove. The love glove. <laughs> oh, that's a good. Okay, sorry. <laughs> you guys, the love glove. Okay, go ahead. All right. Um, the bottom line is, is that egg and sperm has created something that should be protected by law. It has a right to be protected. Right. It's a life. Okay. But you have to define life. So there's the other argument. Mm-hmm. A, a fetus is not alive. It, I wouldn't, first off, it's not no, even. No, this a, is their argument. So how right. do you answer that? The fetus, the bottom line is this. It has basic functions within the womb. Eye, hand, movements. Okay. The beating of the heart, the lungs, everything though it's dependent upon the mother it's no different when the child is born that's dependent upon the mother correct that's a good way to look at it okay hit me with another one 
<laughs> um, okay, and I'm trying to think of other Come on, arguments. Try to stop you. <laughs> try to stop you. Um, okay, rape and incest. Let's okay. get into the semantics uh, of this. Okay, oh, because so, now remember, the, remember, guys, they're going to get you on the semantics. The, okay, the rape. Well, first off, incest, that is a very small percentage, unless you live in like the backwoods of. Okay, let's not generalize here. <laughs> you know, people may be listening from. <laughs> unless you're watching the movie Deliverance. Um, we'll just say Deliverance. Um... <laughs> okay, rape and incest. It's very um, small percentage. Very yeah. small percentage. Though it is wrong. In the case of incest, that actually is a, I believe, a state and or federal crime. Oh, yeah. Okay. But in the case of rape, still, it doesn't justify the murder of a baby. As there are options, though it may be traumatic for you to go through that experience of nine months of pregnancy, being pregnant with a child that was forced upon you. Okay? You have options still. You have options. Adoptions. Stop adopting kids overseas and adopt a child here. Well, I think it's I think it's okay to do both. Right. I'm but not, what I'm yes, saying is, is that there's a need here. Is there's a need saying. here. Yes, there's a need all over the world and and even in, in other countries this exists right. too in terms of rape or oh, right. unplanned pregnancy. Unplanned pregnancy. And so right. that's, you know, so the point being the point that being, there's a, a large need there of is, adoption. There is a need for adoption. It doesn't justify still, again, the murder of a child. I'm sorry. You can disagree with me. I can disagree with you. Well, and I think there's actually quite quite a few beautiful stories of people who are speaking um, for this pro-life movement that are a product of rape. Right. And they and, are and, and, alive uh, today. And look at the purpose that they right. have on this earth. Right. Every human being has a purpose and they're a gift. Okay. Hit me with the next one. <laughs> so, but I do think that we need to point out though, that the, the semantic getting into the weeds of this is where they want you because they want you to go, Oh, but yeah, you're right. What a terrible experience to, to, to experience rape or what a horrific, right. you know, what a horrific to have, you know, incest or the, and yes, guess what? We live in a sin fallen world. Right. We we are sinners, but it doesn't mean though you again you don't take the life of the innocent. Yes. I think a lot of this actually comes back to again define life. Life begins at conception. Now medically, they're not going to say that because the medical community, the Church of Scientism, okay, the medical community in general varies. You know, if you're a doctor that delivers babies, you're going to probably say, you know what? You're going to lean more towards the life begins at conception. Some, not all, but yes. Okay. Whereas if you're another medical professional looking at the scientist, scientific aspect of it, you're going to say, well, life doesn't begin until the head pops out and breathes on its own. Okay. So there's differing views within the medical community. I would. What so would you say? If you were to distill this down, uh -huh. what would you say this all distills at the entire abortion conversation, mm -hmm. the entire narrative, everything, distill it down to one thing? Distill it down to one thing? Why we have abortion? Yeah. Let's start with that. Sin. 
Okay. I mean, if you think about it, you know, the act of killing kids or babies is nothing new. No, it's happened for. It's gone back all the oh, way to. Thousands. Sacrificial right. killing. I mean, right. even demonic. Right. Like that. Ever right. since the good and evil, Satan and God, there has been. No, ever since woman decided to take the fruit and then tempt the <laughs> husband because she's walking around naked and he sees beauty and, oh, okay. I mean, it's sort of like that, you know, guys think different. Okay. But the, but yes, you are correct that it has been, it, it's th- just, this has it, been in culture it, for a very long time. Right. And it's so rooted that people are willing to do or will go to the extremes to protect this view. So in this case, you know, the idea of, well, if the Supreme Court overrules the opinion, then we are going to pass a law. Oh, okay. So now let's talk about, okay, this, this is a great segue. I like that you're doing this. Okay. Job, pass honey. a now federal have, law. Yes. Because now you have the freak out. So right now we're in the stage of, of, um, everybody's freaking out. Everyone's freaking out. Chickens with their heads cut. <laughs> they are literally running, running around. around in front of the Supreme, the Supreme Court with purple and pink hair like chickens with their head cut off. Um, so you now have, by the way, nothing has been issued yet. This is no. a leak, right? Yeah. On purpose. This is a leak in order to, um, I think, a big part to uh, intimidate the justices, right? Uh, but now you have liberal senators, House congressmen, congresswomen um, saying that that now, oh, let's now pass a federal law. Mm-hmm making abortion legal, legal in this country. So now... It'd be similar to the death penalty. Right. So let's talk through that. Okay. The legality of that. Let's talk through what could potentially All right. happen. So what happens now is this. If the court does overturn it, the federal government can go so far as to pass a law. So what would happen is it would have to go before the House. Some liberal will have... No, convenient that this is before midterms. Right. So a liberal would have to... Introduce legislation. Which they will. They will. Within 24 hours. Oh, they already are yeah. threatening that. Okay. It's going to pass the House. Here's the tricky part. Will it pass the Senate? Mm. Because the Senate still has something that the House doesn't have, and that's called the filibuster. They want to take that away for this. Of course. They always threaten to take right. away the filibuster whenever it's not what they want. So what's going to happen is, is you're going to find out the real spine of the Republicans, right? Because right now it has to pass, uh, if I'm not mistaken, by 60 votes, Mm -hmm. okay? They don't have 60 votes. Mm -mm. So they need Republicans to decide, you know. A few will, but. Maybe, maybe not. But you also have Manchin and you have some of these real, Tulsi Gabbard. You have some. Well, she's not in office anymore. Oh, but you have some somewhat moderate, you know, that you never know which way they're going to go. Right. And think, re-election right. and all of that. Re-election and all that. So if it were to pass the Senate, then it goes to the president. president will sign it into law. Now, that means abort, abortion is now legal, protected under the federal But now you have challenges. Right. Back so to the Supreme Court. It's it like this back, cycle. Right. So <laughs> is, the, is, is the dog chasing the tail or is the tail leading the dog? On this one. So 
If it passes, sign in the law. It's not a law. You're going to have oppositions, especially from southern conservative states like Mississippi, Alabama, Florida. Well, but that's what you're seeing, right? Is you're seeing, and, and that is the way, again, how this constitutional republic right. has its checks and balances that, that are supposed to have its checks and balances. And, and, these... and that the state can vote. Look at what Ron DeSantis is doing, right? Like such a great example of, no, we're not doing that. We're actually rejecting federal right. law and saying, no, not here. Because right. the state has the ultimate power. The state has power, but I think what would happen is this. The state would argue not about the life of the child. The state would argue to the Supreme Court that a state should not be taxed for an abortion. Right. Because because that is, you know, against uh, the law to use federal money for abortions. Right. So it's just, it's like, again, the cycle that could happen yep. where, and, and this is obviously what's happened with this Supreme Court opinion anyways, is the state's, you know, it's the state go, bringing right. it before the Supreme Court to overturn this, to right. push it back. Basically, the whole point of this, remember, is just for states to decide. Right. Like, even, okay, so even look at all this freak out happening, right? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, they're following the Constitution. Right. Is that not what we all should want, right? But right. that's not what they want when they want their agenda. agenda and only their agenda. Right. So no one is saying that people cannot go get their abortion. Oh, no. It just may be illegal in your no state. state. But that becomes an issue then. So let's say you take, um, let's take a conservative state like uh, Wyoming. So Tommy and Sally get busy after a Friday night football game. <laughs> Sally gets pregnant. <laughs> Sally decides, you know what? I can't have this child. Somehow she goes to Oregon to get mm -hmm. the abortion because abortion is not going to be legal in Utah. Um, now the question is under, even though she's a resident of Wyoming, could Cal Oregon perform an abortion on a minor without parental consent? Well, you know, some of these states would do it no matter what, even if right. it's not legal. Right. That's what they're, I mean, that's. And, and, and that, I mean, there's, there's a lot of scenarios that can play out on this one of just, you know, what could happen next. Um, but I think the first thing is, is let's all remain calm. Is this a big victory for, for pro-life? It is. I mean, especially for those that have been there since day one. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. like 50 years old now. Yeah. I mean, so they're probably in their 80s. I'm thinking like maybe like some old little nun <laughs> that's been there since day one protesting. I think that's a big. It is a big victory. It, for it sure. is a huge victory. But but the thing is, is it's a victory, but it's just really basically following the Constitution, which at the end of the day, and this goes kind of a little yeah. off rabbit trail for a second with which in terms of appointing judges right so whether it's appointing judges to the supreme court or circuit courts but just take the mm -hmm. supreme court because that's obviously the court typically in the spotlight right is at the end of the day you want a constitutional judge on there but but at but the reality of it is it's actually very difficult to find a constitutional judge meaning one that 
literally follows the actual constitution right. and doesn't inject their own activism into it or poli- yeah. political and, and that happens leanings. both sides. Yeah, oh no, it happens on both I sides, mean, absolutely. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, if you look at Trump, why he put, um, what's her name? Connie Barrett? Yeah, for two reasons. Number one, Second Amendment. She's pro, she's pro Second Amendment and she's pro life. Yes, but I will disagree with you. I, I will just say she's been a bit disappointing, but. Well, she's been, <laughs> but here's the thing, Jody. She's been disappointing because she has ruled in her interpretation of the law. Sure. Okay, and it doesn't fit your narrative. That's the reason why you're upset. No, yes. it doesn't fit the Constitution. No, no, it's how you interpret it. <laughs> Am I correct? No, it yes, doesn't it fit is. the Constitution. Just follow. All I ask is you follow the Constitution. Okay, is that so, too much to ask okay, for? Okay, okay, follow the Constitution. So you, you're, you're big in states' rights. Yes. Okay, follow the speed limit. Oh, that's, yeah. Well, that's called a choice. That's called a choice, right? I'm making a choice to speed. Will there be a consequence one day? Maybe, but I made the choice. Okay, (laughs) Okay, back to it. Okay, I have another one. I have another one for you. Oh, geez, I got you now. I have another one. No, that was was a little bit of a stretch, but. That was um, a stretch. I just. Okay, so here's another one. Mm -hmm. Uh, For people who say, now, and this, I'm actually very curious about what you, you're going to say with this, because I, um, I, we obviously are in the medical freedom movement. Right. You know how much I'm in the medical freedom movement, right. meaning don't force a vaccine into someone. Right. Informed consent. Right. Right. All of that. So you have this, uh, well, I'm, if you're, if you're for medical freedom, then you should be for abortion. No. I mean, you can't, medical freedom, you choose whether or not you want to pop a pill in the morning. You choose to take Xanax. You choose to take Prozac. That's that's choices. You choose to inject your child. Exactly. That has nothing to do with abortion. Now, I'm going to throw one right back at you because you forgot the last part of the equation. (gasps) Tell me. All right, so the first one is... It's, Aren't you guys it, loving having AA, Ron? <laughs> okay, the first one is, it's my body, my choice. Uh-huh. Uh, my body, my choice. Well, most women... You should have seen him act that out. Most women that yell and scream that, trust me, I don't want your choice anyways. Uh, number two, it's always rape, rape and incest. Okay? Number four. Ready? You skip number three. Oh, number three. All right. Um, the child has clear signs of birth defect would you get an abortion if you knew that child oh yeah so think no this is a big part of uh, oh actually oh man you just opened a a can of worms let's talk about planned parenthood for a second margaret Margaret sanger no time out i'm asking you a question if you knew that on the ultrasound that you know and again genetic deformities that you're going to have a child that has two heads twins that just didn't separate yeah, this is again. These are the okay. the nuances. This right. is where. So, would you abort that that child? No, personally, no. And but again, that is again. You're looking at the difference between somebody's belief system in terms of how they value life. value life. Exactly. Right. There's a difference between how somebody over here values life and how somebody over here values life. That is the bottom line. Right. Right. And and for somebody that values life on the left. Their value of life 
is that of themselves. Period. Yeah, they only value themselves. It's right. a selfish, it's almost a, like a right. Yeah, and and again, you know, understand males. There are males that are for abortion. You know, I think they're just afraid of the women. No, they're just <laughs> maybe they're, maybe they're, afraid to speak truth if they really don't believe in it. But, no, they they. Probably, but no, you're right. There is a whole. Again, you're looking at a different generation and cultural and yeah, all of this stuff, you guys remember, everything that they do has a purpose. It's all fear-based. So in terms of Planned Parenthood, oh yeah, let's talk about you them. you brought up you brought up, you know, birth defects and Down mm-hmm. syndrome and, and really you can put this in the topic of eugenics, right? Eugenics meaning what is eugenics? It is is basically um, the belief that society can be improved by killing certain sections of society that would not so-called contribute and be the the smartest, most intelligent, you know, all of this stuff, right? right? So it's it's a it's a let's not value these lives over here because they're subpar based on ethnicity based on ethnicity based on birth defects based off of social econo- social economic status right so that's eugenics right mm-hmm. and uh for those of you who don't know i mean really when planned parenthood came into the picture which was um, actually back in 1916 in brooklyn so this is when margaret sanger began right so you're looking at early 1900s right right and she was a firm believer in eugenics Mm-hmm. And there is no denying, there is no denying that the the biggest assault on society, the biggest um, part of society that has been assaulted and attacked by this eugenics belief and Planned Parenthood and abortion is the black population. Oh, that, and I would and say- there is And there's video of her talking about how it's, they are inferior and, and they can use abortion right. to control, control the black population. Right. Now, if that doesn't wake people up. But see, here's the thing. It doesn't wake them up because that took place years ago. Years ago. Oh, no, but it's still happening. The fallout of that is fatherlessness, right? And then you look at how, I mean, this again, this opens a Pandora's box into a, a section of the population that they basically, they want to control. Right. And and here's the thing is if you look at that situation, um, why people haven't woken up from that is beyond me. It's most, uh, I mean, if you think about it, you don't see a plant parenthood on Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills. You'll see it on West, you know, Westchester in, in Florence in South Central Los Angeles. So these places are targeting people that have lower social economic resources. And and doing it under the guise and lying to them of, oh, we're here to give you free health care, give you birth control, all right. of this stuff, right? But we, ha- you guys, we've got to step back and look at the history of things because the his- history never lies, right, honey? Mm-mm. History, may- the truth may not come out for a little while. Well, you don't still want to hear, you don't still want to Except the truth. Right. But history never lies for sure. And so again, just, just the brief history of plant parenthood really being rooted in eugenics philosophy and, um, and, uh, you know, even looking at 
the pill and the development of the pill and, and all this reproductive activism that began in the late 50s, early 60s. And you know, when they were testing the pill, I don't know if you knew this, their first initial testing was on a group of like 1500 women in Puerto Rico, of mm -hmm. course, in Puerto Rico, right? right. Um, it's kind of like when they, the whole syphilis debacle mm -hmm. with the, with the black population. Mm -hmm. um, and 1500 women who were not given informed, and this was back in like 1958, mm -hmm. not given informed consent, not told that this was an experimental thing. Right. They were just told, oh, it's going to help you not get pregnant. Right. Mm -hmm. And the fallout from that, because this is experimental, it was, you know, hormone levels of 20 times what, right. what they would normally exper experience. And that was the start of the development of the pill. And, you know, a lot of women don't even realize the pill is derived from horse urine. So just even looking at this entire reproductive conversation in how we have strayed so far away from not, I mean, I would even say not valuing the gift of what a family is, the gift of what children are. And that if you, you're either kind of of this viewpoint of eugenics, right? Mm -hmm. And don't have children. And there's this whole movement of it's, you know, you're, you're contributing to society in a positive way by not having children, well, convincing people that that is the way to go to save the planet. Okay. I mean, I mean, there's just so much with this. Right. And I, I, yeah, I mean, to me, it all starts back with being responsible. Okay. If you're going to have sex, wear a love glove. Or abstinence, right? So yeah. I, I bring all this up because this is the other side of the conversation, right? right. This is the, okay, so we've, we're defining what life is here, mm -hmm. but then you're going to always have these little, you know, these, uh, these little d distractions right. of arguments, right? Which is all these things we've talked about, mm -hmm. but, but where is that conversation? I mean, it is happening. And that's where I, that's where I've said kind of in the beginning, the last few years have been very, um, I think, groundbreaking and important in right. how certain organizations have changed the conversation surrounding pro-life from mm -hmm. where it was to where it is now right. and it, really, really reaching they, people with common sense and talking about these things like, well, you do have this choice called abstinence, right? You do have this choice of morality, right? You do have this choice to get birth control if you want, but let's have informed consent about it that right. you're putting a foreign hormone into your body right. like there's consequences of that too and lots right. of women have consequences from birth control pills yeah. there is a condom there is like there's 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 no need for a child i mean a child can be adopted mm -hmm. we can create what should have been there which is the support of life from a standpoint of that's where that's really actually where society comes into play mm -hmm. in terms of um, i think in a more in, in the way it's meant to, which is that society helps mm -hmm. in that process. Right. Well, you, but if you look at our society right now, there's no morals, values, and all that. You got a woman on, you know, talking about how her and her and her spouse drink each other's blood. Um, you you have Megan Fox. <laughs> is that what her name I is? I think it was. Yeah. I, and giggling about. It. I mean, think about. All of us who are listening are probably in our late 30s or in our 40s. Go back to the time of the early 80s. 
I mean, and look at how different life was then to now. Mm-hmm. And part of it, you know, it plays into social media. I mean, the iPhone has been the worst thing I think ever. It's a weapon. It's a weapon. Especially for children. And Do not that. give your children phones, friends. Nope. Do not give your children um, smartphones. But I think it's just a, a, a pure collapse of morals and values. Well, we have basically strayed away from, and I, I may, again, what you're, when we talk about things like, or when you hear people even talk about things like spiritual attacks and, you know, this conversation about how this country really has strayed away from faith and morality. But then you have that whole other side of the, the conversation where people, again, what do they do to, to get people emotional and control people, right? So sure. it's, it's the, it's the, oh, well, this country was never founded on Christianity. This country, like, separation of church and state and okay, religion Okay, well, time out, write that note, so, write that note, time I knew out. that was going to get you fired up. Okay, first <laughs> off, if you think about, okay, every country has its good things and its bad things. Okay, here in the United States, yes, do we take land from Native Americans? Absolutely. Did we exploit indigenous people? Absolutely. If you look, though, at the history, it was founded on a Judaic Christian foundation. Okay. Because they wanted to leave a place where they could not have the freedom. Well, they left because the church at that time was state run. Right. Okay. Thank you, Henry VIII. Now, here in the here in the United States, we have freedom of religion. If you want to worship the tree and call it whatever religion, you're free to do that. You're absolutely free. In other countries, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Now, this notion of church and state, find it in the Constitution. If you can find it in written in our Constitution, mm-hmm. all right, you'll win a big prize. <laughs> Jody's don't know pay. what that price is yet, J- but Jody, okay. Jody will pay for it. <laughs> Are you saying there's nothing there? Is that why you're saying that? There's nothing there. It's implied. <laughs> it's implied. Yeah. It's implied. And you know who started it? Tell me. Oh, historian. John F. Kennedy. Uh-huh. Okay. John F. Kennedy was the first to really bring about this separation of church and state. So the separation of church and state, there is no written document. Okay. So it's implied that church and state will be separate. Now, here's the reason why. Because, like, for example, in New England, the Puritans, in order to be part of the government, you had to be part of the church. This is, you know, pre-colonial times. Mm -hmm. Well, our founders, there's no church membership. There's no test. That's specifically in the Constitution. There should be no test based on citizenship in order to be a citizen of the United States that's naturally born here, okay, or hold a position of office. Um, So there's no church and state. So if you're on the left and you're saying, yes, it is, I'm wrong, prove it to me. Okay, well, um, what else would you like to share about uh, this this, uh, monumental time that we are finding ourselves in overnight? You know what? What are your takeaways? Stand firm in your beliefs. Okay, let me ask you this. Why is it? Why is it that so many Christians and 
actually two-parter here. Number one, so many believers and so many Christians who um, are pro-abortion. Mm-hmm. Okay, number one, why is that? And then number two is you have these, well, I'll just use Raphael Warnock, for example. Who's that? The, the guy, the dude from Georgia running for Senate, I think. Or no, he is. He, he was the one that, anyways, says he's an ordained pastor. And, you know, tweets Jesse Jackson and tweets out that, you know, abortion is a right. And, um, it's just, here's the reason it's just this, this whole, like, where does, where do believers in Christianity fall into this? And why are they so, why do they not believe in life? I guess here's the, here's the thing, because I can speak from experience. You can't, I went to a Christian high school. Okay. Half the people that, um, are quote Christians that I went to high school with believe in things that would actually oppose the Bible. Because here's the thing they have taken the Bible and distorted the truth mm. and perverted it, period. And so when I see somebody that I knew that I used to hang out with post something, I'm like, and at the same time is claiming to be a Christian, I can't know their full heart and I'm not going to judge them, but I can judge them based on their actions. And I'll be like, you are so off the reservation, period. So I think what has happened is that people who claim to be of a religious faith, in this case, Christianity, have decided to cherry pick and add things to the Bible. And pastors do that too. Oh yeah, pastors do that all the time. I mean, there's one right down the street from us, a mega church. And I think part of the reason why we left, because I read something in his book, and I'm like, you're the pastor. You have to call sin a sin. Or the or these pastors that... Uh, Wear tight jeans, or, skinny jeans. Or these pastors that shut down during the scandemic, oh, you yeah. know? And yeah. But, it, they, you know, it's good that you bring that up, though. The truth is the truth, right? And so I think just here, here we are as a society in this place it's, it's coming where all people out. are too afraid to, to tell people the truth, right? Oh, They're yeah. too, even believers, even professing believers would be too afraid or hesitant or worried uh, to tell somebody, no, I'm sorry. You are a, a man. You're a boy. You have a penis. You're a boy. You were born a man, and, right? right? Too afraid to speak truth for fear uh, of repercussions. Questions. And it's like emotional repercussions, right? right? Like well, it's, no, it's the, not only emotional; it's potentially economic repercussions. Um, well, I mean, counts. what I mean by emotion is, I mean they use that emotion against right. you, right? And 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 pastors, and again, pastors, hello, above anybody else, you yourselves will be held to a higher standard of accountability before God because you're the one that's leading the flock. So if you're leading the flock and you say it's okay for Mike to become Sally and Sally to become Mike, you know, I believe in, you know, St. Peter's going to be like, "Mm, show me in that in the Holy book. Right. And, and, or you support abortion. Um, really? I will say one thing, you know, a blessing out of the entire last couple of years for us is we were going to. Uh, at first, when we first moved here, we went to that mega church you talked nope. about behind down the street. Nope. No, no. Well, we went to an AG church. 
Hallelujah. We did go to Praise God. church. But then we went to that one, <laughs> left there because of concerning things that we found out about it and the history of it. Right. Then we went to, I would call like a quasi mega church, right? right? The one that shut down during the pandemic. Yep. And we emailed and talked to the elders. And all we got back was, well, you know, we have to protect the elderly. Anyways, whatever. Um, so the blessing out of this is we found an incredible church that we would absolutely call our home church now, mm-hmm. who is a pastor that will speak truth from the pulpit, who even, I mean, he, he is a black pastor and he, from oh, the pulpit, you know what? I'll tell you this right now. I bet you we're right going to be talking about that on Sunday. Oh, I guarantee this you. Sunday's sermon. If, if, yeah. if this does come to pass where they overturn the opinion, you know, he is going to be on fire and there's going to be a lot of amens. Yes. Yes. Like, but, amen, amen, amen. But he was, he will preach from the pulpit the truth about Margaret Sanger and Planned Parenthood and the assault on his, on, on on his black own community. black community, yeah. right? So where are we putting ourselves to? In what mm-hmm. positions are we putting ourselves to really learn biblical truth and to stand for that biblical truth, even, even if culture doesn't like it? Right. Yep. Yeah. Fascinating. Well, thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, it's been fun. It's been fun. We will uh, come back with another episode at some point when the mood strikes us. Yep. <laughs> but uh, just just know, I think we really are. I, I personally believe we are really in a monumental time. Um, I, I don't like to be of the belief, though. Like, I don't like to sit here and go, oh, my gosh, Jesus is coming tomorrow. The world is falling apart. Like, we have to be really careful, too, that we don't allow it to consume us or Don't. distract us or put fear into us right. and worry. But rather, I think we can celebrate this time of mm-hmm. look at what God is doing. Right. God has never left us. Nope. He has been here the entire time. And although he allows people to choose, he mm-hmm. allows free will on purpose so that we can come back to him right. and, and put our faith and our trust and rest in him. And he knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. He knows every single thing that's going on. Um, and I think we have to trust in that. But we cannot be silent. No. No, 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 so no. What, would, no. You, what nope. would you say to everyone before we go? Stand firm in your beliefs, values, principles. Don't be afraid to communicate those. In a loving way, of In a course. loving way. Remember. No one's advocating you, you, for violence here because there's <laughs> extremists on both ends. We don't uh, go blow up places um understand <laughs> this your opinion might not resonate with another opinion but understand this act with civility always and just speak the truth to people right. i think i think that's the thing where again we we are so hesitant to even to a close friend or a family member to say you know what i love you but you're wrong that's actually not true you're right. wrong and, and it's but make sure you have the information just don't say you're wrong and walk away well, that's where I like to ask open-ended questions, like define life for me. Well, right? you know, this is going to, you know, if this was happening in the, in right now, but in November, this would be a great time over Thanksgiving dinner. Oh boy. <laughs> Last Thanksgiving was interesting <laughs> enough. <laughs> so. um, anyways, speak truth, guys. Speak All right. truth. All right. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Don't forget you can connect um, over on Instagram at the Warrior Center. Also on Twitter, my name, Jody Meschuk. I've been kind of um, unleashing over there a little bit with with uh, not feeling like I'm not censored all of a sudden. Mm. It's been interesting. Um, and 
Uh, for those of you who are interested in digging deeper, both to history lessons, because Aaron is going to actually do a lesson this week for the Warrior Center on packing the court, because mm. that's now coming up. Because now, guess what? Not only do they want to, now you're having the left freak out and go, we got to make this a law. We got to codify Roe Ro v. Wade and we got to pack the court, right? They only do that when it it's they're trying to, right. when something's not in their favor. Um, but if you want to dig deeper, so we have uh, history lessons in there that you can use for homeschooling lessons that um, AA Ron has done in the Warrior Center. And it is literally your place to find in-depth health, health um, information um, obviously, you guys know I talk a lot about chronic illness in children and autism recovery and ADHD, and we're actually focusing heavily this month on the four A's, so autism, ADHD, asthma, and food allergies, and how you can heal that naturally and understanding it more. So get into the Warrior Center, thewarriorcenter.com, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Hey guys, thanks for joining the episode today. As a reminder, you can connect with me over at thewarriorcenter.com. You can also grab my book, Autism Reimagined, on Amazon, available both Audible, ebook, Spanish, English, and you can also head to therighttorule.com for some freedom gear. Remember this, my friends, you are a sovereign human being and you hold the power not the government. See you next time.